To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Welcome to Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, episode 114. For July 26, 2015. Welcome back. Hey, in case you guys forgot, my name's Al. And I'm Joyce. Joyce? Joyce, that name sounds familiar. I know, we've been here a couple times before. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry it's been a while, but man, we've been kind of busy. Huh. You more so than me. (laughs) Yeah, all of a sudden I had a lot of books with a real tight tight timeline, um, uh, deadline to to, to get going. In fact, I, I just finished two of them. Well, I finished one of them completely, and it's up for uh, sale already. But the other one I just finished recording uh, two days ago, was it? Yep. Two days ago, and now I just have to do all the editing on it. But, um, yeah. So, you know, if anybody's interested, Out There, A Story of Ultra Recovery is now available. Uh, and I have some review codes, that uh, review copies I can give out if anybody's interested. It's a pretty interesting story. Uh, Joy, you've been listening to it, right? I have been listening to it. And what do you think so far? It's good. Yeah? Are you just saying that? Nope. Okay, good. Uh, there's a little bit of a warning, though. There is some uh, colorful language in it. Uh, so <laughs> yes. if that offends you, then you might want to you know, wait for the next one that's coming out. But it's it's a great story about a guy who, um, you know, he... He went from you know being gr- morbidly obese, m- morbidly obese, and um, addicted to drugs and alcohol and food, to deciding one day that's enough. And now he's an ultra marathoner, which means he runs like a hundred plus miles at a time. <laughs> yeah, and he's a coach, and he, you know he's just a great guy. I mean, he's a very inspiring guy. So if anybody's interested, drop us a line. So what's going on with you? Um. Not much. Just working and... Just working. You know, trying to stay cool. You are cool. You're cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so, know. It's been kind of hot, huh? It has been kind of hot. Yep. <laughs> Don't have much to say? Well, I mean, not really. There's, oh. like, not a whole lot going on. I have grandbaby stories. Oh. So. Can you guys believe that Joel is already six months old? I know. It seems like just six months ago he was born. I know. So it's really hard to believe that it he's is. already half a year old. But he's so freaking cute. I know. He is very, very cute. Some and of the cutest pictures I've seen on online. Because, yeah. you know, nobody sends them. You mean since the kids out here? No, the pictures. I know. I was kidding. Oh. Yeah. And speaking of how fast... Um, they're growing. Emma's starting kindergarten in August. Yeah. So she's pretty excited. I don't think Allie is, but <laughs> no, but Allie's she is. their mother. Yeah. Yes. But so, hey, that happens. Kids grow up fast. I know. Yeah, kind of like the weeds in the backyard; they just pop up one night. Yep. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, Joyce and I started watching this new this new show on uh, the History Channel. It's called Alone. And it's kind of like um, Survivor Man. It's but, better though. Yeah, I think it's a little bit better than Survivor Man. It's it started out with ten guys. Did it? Ten guys. Yeah, it started out with ten guys 
They were dropped in the wilderness um, up in Vancouver, Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, on Vancouver Island. Vancouver, British Columbia. I thought. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Vancouver. <laughs> not, not Washington. I, I'm geographically challenged. Um, yeah, but but it's on Vancouver Island, and it's like the wettest place in the universe. <laughs> they get so much rain there, um, and and they they have to survive with absolutely nothing. Well, no, that's not entirely true. Well, they let them take... Ten items. Ten items. Yeah, ten them. items. But they couldn't take ten items like, you know, a flamethrower and a gun and stuff like that. They were... There was a list that they could choose from, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, it's, it's really kind of an interesting show. Um, the last person to survive out in the wilderness... Is it 500000 or $50,000? Um, dollars. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's I don't know. I think it's five hundred thousand. Yeah. is what they win. I don't know, but I know that it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but they're given. You know, it's not like you know they're gonna. They don't survive. They die. <laughs> they're given emergency radios, and mm-hmm. if they get into a situation where you know that's it, they want to tag out. They call the rescue team, and the rescue team comes in. But it's kind of like Survivor Man in that each of them are given several cameras, and they have to film themselves. Yeah, but you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were watching the episode, there was this guy. No spoilers, guy... no spoilers. Oh, all right, never mind. I can't tell you then. Sorry. <laughs> can't tell you. Yeah. What were you going to say? Nothing. Just I was just going to talk about the what happened and how he had to call oh, yeah, to okay, be so, rescued. Yeah, don't do and, that. Don't do that. And yeah. in, case, in, case, in case nobody's watched it yet. And they want to uh, watch it. And they want to watch it. You can get it on demand. But uh, it's it's a very interesting show. Um one of my friends on um, on Facebook, um, he he calls it. What did he call it? Um, the whiny man club. Yeah, no, the yeah, the whiny men in the forest. <laughs> yeah, or the or no, men. no men crying in the forest. Yeah, but I mean, really think about it. If you were so, mm. and this isn't a spoiler, but they put them in places to where they can't get to one another. Yeah, they're separated. They they have absolutely no contact with anybody. Yeah, so. You know, like they say, they have a lot of time for soul searching and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But I don't know. I mean, mm. they cry a lot. Well, not all of them. There's no. just one of them. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of them. But yeah. one in particular cries every episode. He's like Mr. Weepy Man. Yeah, but he's got pretty good survival skills. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to help him. I don't think <laughs> I really so really don't. I mean, he's 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 weeping about everything. He misses everything. It's like, dude, you know that you can leave anytime you want to, and you know this is voluntary. You haven't been cast aside by society to survive on your own. You voluntarily did this. Man up. Eat that raw fish, and collect your five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So maybe he needs an inside-out sad toy. Oh, boy. Yeah, you want to go there, don't you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. There there has been a humongous, humongous rash of people complaining and screaming for toy recalls lately. The one Joyce is talking about, you want to talk about it? It was the Inside Out toy. Yeah, so... Sadness? Post- was it sadness? Yeah. yeah. So I posted the, the article on, on, our on our Facebook page. page. Yeah. Um, but a guy wants the toy recalled because he believes that it's causing his son to be depressed. <laughs> no, what's causing your son to be depressed is that you're a dork. Yeah, 
I mean, you cannot blame a toy no. for depression. There's no, and he wants it recalled because he's afraid that this toy will cause children to be depressed and commit suicide. It's yeah. like, are you kidding me? It's just, it's just really sad that that society and yeah. I don't know. I know this isn't something that we should really get into, but it's like no. society. I don't know. I. I just don't even know what to say. I don't agree with it. Well, society and has become very uber sensitive about everything. And instead of learning about something and instead of teaching your kids about context, we're just quick to go, oh, nope, that offends. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't seen Inside Out yet, but we had some mm-hmm. people comment on both Twitter and Facebook talking about if they had really seen the movie and really done their research, learned about what these toys are all about, what message they're delivering, they would not be spouting off yeah. the way that they are. Well, the other one, the, the other example that I want to talk about is the Star Wars toy. I saw something, it, and it was actually, it made the, the local news in whatever state this was. This guy, okay, now this is the creepy part, okay? This guy was filming his daughter, his young teenage daughter, I mean like 12-year-old maybe, daughter and her friend at, in the toy department at Target. And he caught her reaction as she was looking at the Princess Leia slave doll. Okay, now, anybody who's seen uh, the, the the third of the original uh, Star Wars movies, um, Return of the Jedi, will understand that there's a scene where Princess Leia is wearing the gold bikini and she's being held prisoner by Jabba the Hutt. Okay. That is harmless, sort of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this this toy company has put out a new kind of uh, elite sort of um, uh, line of Star Wars toys because of the whole, you know, the new trilogy coming out. And one of them is the Princess Leia Jabba the Hutt slave doll. And this guy, it just, he just went ballistic on it. He went, he went on the news, and then, of course, the news person is taking his side because, you know, that's what they do. And he's saying that, you know, this puts out the wrong message. It, it teaches young women that being put in a chain is just fine. Being made a slave and being made to do this and that is fine. Dude, it was Star Wars, okay? Yeah. The message isn't, you know, hey... He made a slave out of her any more than the message of Star Wars is, hey, take this laser pointer and, you know, cut somebody's head off. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Some people can just be so stupid looking for their 15 minutes of stupid fame. Yep. All right. I need to get off this uh, soapbox because, you know, I'm getting a nosebleed from the hype. Okay. <laughs> and anyway, um, hey, who's watching Falling Skies? Not me. I am. Final season. I'm sad, but boy, has this been an exciting season. Anybody who, you know, who watches Falling Skies and wants to chat with me about it, I'd love to discuss it with you, your theories about how this show is going to end. We also would love to have anyone who's experienced the 60th anniversary festivities at Disneyland to do a review for us. We'd we'd love for you to either write something up for us that we could read on the show or maybe share on our blog or maybe record something with, you know, your phone or something like that and email it to us. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Hey, did you guys catch um, last Wednesday, Thursday? I don't remember what day it was when I um, 
said that we were going to experience Disneyland in a way that we had never experienced it before. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of funny. So one of my coworkers, um, they were taking their son, who's five, to Disneyland for the first time. And I said, I want to go. And she said, well, just come with us. And I said, <laughs> okay. And then we started talking and joking and stuff like that. Yeah. And she asked me if I'd ever heard of Flat Stan. And I said, no. And she said, well, she told me what Flat Stan was. So I made a flat Joyce and a flat owl. <laughs> and we went to Disneyland. And yeah. our first ride was Dumbo. So Explain to people what it is. So it's just like... A picture. A picture. On and, a popsicle stick. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, and they took us around and they, and they took some pictures. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen all the pictures yet you know. because um, they spent the week in California and I won't see her again until Tuesday. But, um, but yeah, our first ride was Dumbo and yeah. so we got to I, I enjoyed myself. I did yeah, too. Dumbo was fun. Yeah. yeah. There's only one thing wrong though. What's I that? mean, your picture was kind of big. Mine was a little tiny. Itty bitty tiny picture. <laughs> it's like, what up with that? I know. Well, but that was funny. I mean, it's so cute. Did you did you catch quite a few people posted on Facebook? Uh, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish we could go. Yeah, and I had to do the reveal. Yeah, reveal. Really Guess what? Because, We're not really going. Yeah. Hopefully, sometime this year we'll be going. Though. I hope so. Yeah. Hey, if things keep going the way they're going for me with this with the audiobooks and uh, stuff. Oh, and and shall I shall I reveal? What's that? The other news I got for my voiceover career. Yeah. I have a I have a representation now. Yeah, I have an agent. Somebody yep. said we like you. We'd like to we'd like to represent you. And I said, oh, you like me. You really like me. Yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah, it is. It is exciting. So I, yeah, I mean, it's it been took a, long a few years. years. Yeah, it's been yeah a very long couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been able to afford soap, so I've been really smelling. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Come on. Yeah, just kidding. I know. But yeah. But anyway, um, oh, Joyce, have you been have you been looking at the pictures that Rick and Amy, our good friends Rick and Amy Moyer, have been posting? Yes, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh, they have such a beautiful garden. They live up in Washington State, and everything is in bloom. Oh my gosh, yeah, I think it was yesterday. Rick posted some pictures of uh, these huge lilies. Yeah, beautiful those are lilies. My favorite kind of the flowers. Yeah, and they have all kinds of, um, I think, uh, blueberries and other and, and other fruits and vegetables that are that are all coming up now and i told him i told him that uh because of the heat wave that we were having here you know just about every day is well over a hundred the only thing blooming is the sweat on my forehead <laughs> yeah and you know i know that it's really pretty up there and yeah. then you know when we lived in cleveland we always had you know like flowers oh, yeah. and remember the blueberry bushes mm -hmm. yeah um and we had a big garden in the backyard but you know, I don't know if I, I would know. move back there or want to live in a wet climate. To you wouldn't trade cool, wet temperatures for extremely hot, arid temperatures? Only if it was in California. Good point. Yeah, I agree. Our next move will be to the Southern California area. That's right. Yep, I want to uh, I want to hang out with my friends. Uh, Jeffrey Kafer go to Disneyland all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a, a narrator friend of mine, and he um, 
he just took his family to Disneyland and they were posting all kinds of pictures on it. Didn't they go for the 60th or was yeah, it after? No, it was after the 60th. No, it was the 60th. Yeah, it yeah. was the 60th. That's what I thought. Because they got that little button that said, um, you know, it was like a rep, uh, uh, replica of the the first day ticket and it said, you know, I was here. And yeah. So if anybody's got one they want to, you know, give to us, uh, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> oh, well. So what else is going on? Hey, what's going on with your book? Well, I'm almost finished writing it. I I just have to find an illustrator, an affordable illustrator. Yeah. Um, but to to illustrate it, yeah, yeah. it's a cute book. Does. Cute, 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 cute. Yes. So just have to put some finishing touches on it, but for the most part, it's done. Other mm-hmm. than the illustrations. So. And what else is what else is going on with you? Oh, so speaking of little Isaiah, um, today Allie bought him some gummy worms when she went to the grocery store and I had Mm, to giggle because he wouldn't eat them so she was eating them and he was gagging as she was eating them because I don't know if he thought that they were real worms (laughs) Um, but he reminds me so much of Eric because Eric when Eric was little he used to gag at the sight of worms so He's just, I mean, he looks like Eric, and yeah. he acts like Eric. So and he smells like, like Eric, so he must be Eric. <laughs> yeah. He's a little clone of Eric. He's a little clone. Clone yeah. Wars. Oh, no. So, yeah. But, yep, he's cutie. So you have anything else you want to share? Um, so for those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while, last September you may have heard me say that I was done with school i was never ever going to go back that i was done guess what i'm thinking about going back for another master's degree so Uh, i know she just likes being my master (laughs) (laughs) i well this one is for instructional design right yep yeah so it'll be it'll definitely be a good degree to have i know but if i do this i mean seriously this will be the very, very last time uh-huh. it right. will. Right. Yep. Yeah. I know. Oh, well. So we are introducing a new segment on the show today. Because, you know, we want to keep this thing growing and changing. Um, and it's called Factor Fiction, Disneyland Edition. And it was so cool. Joyce actually came up with the idea for this. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ha-ha. Yeah, no, I mean... Most of the good segments that we have, Joyce came up with the ideas for. Uh, But Joyce listens to talk radio uh, on the way home from work a lot. And they do a thing called Factor Fiction where they they have a topic, right? Uh Yeah, like it would be, uh, you know, for instance, Disneyland would be their their topic. And then the, the moderator of the little contest will ask a question and... The two contestants will either, you know, say fact or fiction, if it's real or if it's not real. And um, I thought, you know, hey, that's a great idea for our segment. So what we're going to do, the, instead of anything else, our, our, our episode today is going to be fact or fiction. And I'm going to ask some questions. Joyce is going to ask some questions, you know, of each other. And we're going to decide whether they're fact or fiction. So what do you think? I think that's a good idea. And, you know, the same with our freestyling Um I don't know what um, what Al wrote, and he doesn't know what I wrote. Right. So, um, so it will be the first time that 
you know, either one of us. Yeah, and there is a possibility that, you know, there'll be, that I'll have written the same kind of question that she has written and vice versa. Because, you know, after being together for so long, those kind of things kind of happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So what do you think? Should we get on with this? Let's get on with it. All right. Well, here we are, fact or fiction. Um, I think we should have some kind of theme song. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. You know what? Uh, so as a placeholder, I'll do something. And then uh, maybe our good friend Rick Moyer could uh, write a song and, and record a song for us. Okay, you ready? Ready. Fact or fiction. Fact or fiction. It's Disneyland's fact or fiction. <laughs> hey, who needs Rick? I can do this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, do you want to ask ask your first question? Yep. All right. There are 72 horses on King Arthur's carousel. Fact or fiction? Fact. That is correct. So there are 72 leaping horses on King Arthur's carousel. Now, Walt Disney insisted that all horses would be leaping, so some of the original horses were reconfigured to the proper pose. Each horse on King Arthur's carousel is a hand-carved antique. That's very cool. I um, I like King Arthur's uh, carousel. I, I mean, do it, too. It's 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 fun. I think we've only ridden it twice, maybe. But do you know that um, one and I'm not going to get this exactly correct. So, but um, at least half of the people that visit um Disneyland ride that ride every single time. Wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, if. King Arthur's Carousel is one of your favorites. Let us know. Okay, I'm going to go next, right? Okay. It took Walt Disney exactly two years to build Disneyland. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Yeah, very good. Boy, it's going to be hard to stump each other. <laughs> it actually took Walt one year to have the happiest place on earth built. He started on July 16th of 1954 and completed it on July 16th of 1955. And you know what? What? He did it for a... Grand total cost of $17 million, which is pretty much what they make on corn dogs in one day now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Okay. Next question. The people mover used to pass through the Matterhorn attraction. Um, Fiction. That's correct. (laughs) So it was actually the Skyway, um, but it was removed on November 9th of 1994 due to stress cracks in the Matterhorn roller battery systems. And it was also not ADA compliant. That was easy for you to say. Yes. <laughs> Long before my time, I would have loved to uh, have been on both of those, the People Mover and the um, Skyway. That would have been so fun. Okay. Speaking of Disneyland construction, before Walt purchased the land where he built the most famous mouse house in the world, the land was actually home to olive trees where a local olive company harvested olives to press into oil. Fact or fiction? Fiction. You sure? Yes. You're right. It's fiction. There was actually uh, a 160-acre orange grove near the junction of uh, the I-5 and Harbor Harbor Boulevard. And uh, there were, believe it or not, no housing developments in that area like there are now. Cool, huh? I knew that. Yeah, you did. I did. That's why it's called Orange County. That's right. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks narrates the safety message on California Screamin'. California Screamin'? 
Mm-hmm. Fiction. That's correct. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris does the narration. Does he? Yes. I know he does the countdown. Yeah, he does the. Yeah, that's, that's cool. what I'm talking about. Like the safety thingy. Yeah. Yeah, he does that too. Yeah, that's not one of my favorite rides, so <laughs> I'm surprised I got it. So, on opening day of Disneyland, which was just not too long ago, 60 years ago, there were no working water fountains. Fact. Fact or fiction? You're saying fact? Fact. You're positive. I'm positive. You're right, it's a fact. Due to a plumber strike during construction of Disneyland, Walt Disney had to choose between having working bathrooms or working water fountains. Walt chose the bathrooms, which was definitely a good choice. Yes. However, the temps that day reached well over 100 degrees. When asked, Walt said he chose the bathrooms because the guests could always buy Coca-Cola to quench their thirst. But if they had to, you know, he didn't want a bunch of people doing... Well, you know, <laughs> on Main Street, USA. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty smart. Yes, you are. Okay. You are the smart. Ready? Uh-huh. The Disneyland drawbridge has only been raised one time. False. Fact. I mean, uh, fiction. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah, fiction. What's your final answer? Fact, uh, fiction, fiction, false. That is correct. So... It's actually two times, opening day and then in 1983 for the rededication of Fantasyland. I actually guessed at that. (laughs) (laughs) Currently in Disneyland, there are six themed lands. You're counting, aren't you? I am. (laughs) Okay, you only have... That's fiction. Okay. You sure? Yes. How many are there? Seven. Uh Uh-uh, eight. There are actually eight. There's Main Street, USA, Adventureland, New Orleans Square, Frontierland, Critter Country, which is the one that most people forget, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, and Mickey's Toontown. I guess I shouldn't have said I was so smart. Yeah. Well, you were smart. You got got it right. Okay. So for the final question, what is your final question? Okay. So my final question on opening day, the Santa Fe Disneyland Railroad had two operating engines. The first one was the CK Holiday, and the second one was the EP Ripley. Hmm. Fact. That is a fact. Hey! So, um, I love the Disneyland Railroad. Yeah. So um, on, on opening day, the two operating um, engines were C.K. Holiday and E.P. Ripley. And then on March 28th of 1958, they added Fred Gurley um, on... He's a girly man. <laughs> on July 25th of 1959, they added Ernest S. Marsh. And then um, Ward Kimball went into service on June 25th of 2005. Very cool. Now, which is the one that pulls the um, the lily bell? Is that the... I thought it was the Ripley, but EP I don't know. Ripley. I think it is the EP Ripley. If we're wrong, somebody please let us know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Okay, and for my final question, as we all know, Walt Disney is from Marceline, Missouri, and he's always felt a very strong kinship with Mark Twain, who grew up in Hannibal, Missouri. And Mark Twain, of course, wrote Tom Sawyer. So, when Walt built Tom Sawyer Island, he had the government of Missouri officially annex that part of Disneyland and give it a Missouri zip code, 
making it technically part of another state. Fact or fiction? Fact. You sure? Yes. I know <laughs> that they fly the flag. It's fiction. <laughs> Although this rumor has been around since the early days of Disneyland, and on the opening day of Tom Sawyer Island, Ooh. there was a proclamation stating this fact. There was a diehard Disney fan some years later who decided to do some research, and he found out that according to Missouri state legislation, nothing officially exists stating that Tom Sawyer's Island is Disneyland, and Disneyland is part of Missouri. In fact, the um, the zip code that they give Tom Sawyer Island doesn't even exist in Missouri. Um, so you know what this means, right? That you won? I won the first official <laughs> game of Fact or Fiction Disneyland. I know. So I'm you so were happy. five for five and I was three for five. No, you were four for five. I only got three. No, you got... You got... I missed the last two. Did you really? Because I only said that there were seven lands and there were three. Really oh, eight. that's right. Well, no, 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 no. You got it right because the question was that there are only six lands, and you said that was fiction. Oh, so that was right. You didn't have okay. to name the lands. Oh, so all you right. got it right. All right, so I only missed one. Yeah, but so, I still missed one. Yeah, but I'll give you I'll give you bonus points because you're so cute, <laughs> and you've been taking care of me lately. So, oh. my boo boo foot. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that was, was fun. fun. Yeah. Was, uh, hey, if you guys have you know suggestions or. Or your fact or fiction questions that you want to send us, man, we'd love to have that. This is, I think, this is going to be a fun new segment. What do you guys think? Well, since last week was officially Disneyland's 60th anniversary, we thought it'd be kind of cool to share some audio from the event. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Disney legend and songwriter Richard Sherman. And Broadway's Mary Poppins, Ashley Brown. Thank you so much, Michael, for those kind words. And to Richard, where to begin with Richard Sherman? My goodness, I think I should begin with thanking you and Robert for all of the amazing music that you created for all of us. As a little girl, it was your music and Disney that came into my heart and made me want to pursue music and to pursue a life on Broadway. And I know I wouldn't be standing here in this moment if it wasn't for what you created. So please a round of applause for Richard Sherman. Thank you, Ashley. Well, you know, it's, it's amazing, but there are so many people to thank when you're standing up here in, in this position. But the one person, above all, whom I love to thank so much is Walt Disney himself. He was, a, I mean, Walt Disney was the man that gave my brother Bob and myself a career. And I'll tell you how this all happened. We were writing a few songs for his projects. He liked everything we were doing. And one day he handed us a book and he said, read this and tell me what you think. And it was a book by a lady by the name of Pamela Travers. You might have heard of the book, Mary Poppins. Now, we read Mary Poppins and we said, there's such a treasure trove of ideas in here, but there's one that really struck us. It was this old lady who sold breadcrumbs. And we said, this could be symbolic of what this story could be. Because it doesn't take very much to give love and kindness. It doesn't take but tuppence, that's two pennies in English, in English uh, 
uh, language. <laughs> to make a long story short, we wrote a song called Tuppence a Bag. And when we played it for Walt for the first time, he listened to it very intently and he said, play that bird lady thing again. <laughs> so he played it a second time and he said, you know, that's what it's all about. How would you fellas like to work here? And we said, we'd love to work for you. <laughs> and that was the day he signed us as his staff songwriters. And so here I am today thanking Walt Disney. And I can't think of a better way to thank Walt Disney than to have the wonderful Ashley Brown singing his favorite song. And uh, this is a song that I just sing for him on Fridays. Sometimes he'd call us into his office and say, play it. And I knew what he wanted, and I'd play this song for him. And here you're going to hear it, and it's especially for Walt. Tuppence, Tuppence, Tuppence. 
That's episode 114 wrapped up in a fact or fiction bonanza. Hey, if you have any interesting Disney stories, we want to hear about them. You can send those to us at talespodcast at cox.net. Have you checked out our sponsor, Randy Crane from Mouse Deer Vacations? You really should, especially if you're thinking about taking a vacation. Now, Randy's a great guy and loves Disneyland as much as we do. So if you're looking for an honest travel agent who can get you the best deal on just about any vacation, give Randy a shout. You can find Randy at www.randyc.mouseyearvacations.com. And don't forget to check out, no heck, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash talespodcast. We post all kinds of fun videos there. You're not going to want to miss them. You know why? Why? I just told you, you'll miss them. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to all your favorite shows directly from your smart devices. On demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Why not? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in your app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. You can also catch the latest episodes of our favorite shows on Stitcher. Podcasts like Stories of the Magic, Take Him With You, Inside the VoiceOver Studio, 
Under the Dome Radio, and more. And be sure to follow us on Twitter for any cool updates or announcements. You can find us at Tales Podcast. And did you know that we have a Facebook fan page? We do? We sure do. You're kidding me. Nope. Just go over to Facebook and search for Tales from the Mouse House Podcast. And be sure to like us while you're there, please. And once we get to 500, we're going to have a special giveaway. And if you'd like to submit a review of a Disney movie, or maybe an attraction or restaurant review, or maybe you have some fact or fiction questions to send in, we want to hear them. And please, how about hopping over to iTunes and leave some feedback and ratings for the show? Five stars would push the show up in the ratings. So, if you like the podcast, why not tell everyone so they can like it too? As always, if you'd like to send us a comment or just say, Hiya, pal! You can send us an email to talespodcast at cox.net. Leave us voicemail on the hotline at 304-TALES23. Send us a tweet or message on Facebook or just think happy thoughts our way. This podcast is copyright 2015 by Storyteller Audio Productions. All Disneyland music and related materials remain the property and copyright of the Disney Company. Thanks for tuning in and welcoming us into your home. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey Day. day. Ho-ho.